everybody out there, welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, it's, yeah, we're finally back in the same... Last week we had to Skype, uh, busy schedules and all that, but this week we're back in the same room. Yeah. But between then, we, we had some adventures... We went to uh, a new Mexican place to eat. Oh, yeah. And we went to a cider house. Oh, yeah. Both were pleasurable experiences. Very pleasurable. Mm. The Mexican food was fantastic and not that expensive. Yeah, it was shocking. It was uh, pretty good, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, man, those ciders were awesome mm, yeah definitely gotta I could, go there more i could go back there uh, any day yeah it's just it's just kind of almost like a craft cider place i mean they they had some local beers if you wanted them but they make their own ciders there's like eight mm-hmm. i think the best one was a tequila it's like a bourbon barrel aged well, not yeah, yeah a tequila barrel Te- tequila because barrel. you know that's why they call it. <laughs> I'm thinking, a, I'm thinking beer. I just saw a, a beer and it was bourbon barrel, whatever. But yeah, either way, mm-hmm. it was aged in barrels and it was fucking good. Yeah, oh, it's like the smoothest cider I've ever had, and it's dangerous too because it's nine <laughs> percent. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because <laughs> you could just down them very like, very shit, quickly. Like cite those ciders, I could just drink like water, and that's <laughs> oh, oh yeah, man. yeah. Yeah, they were absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed them. Yeah, cool place. Our the one of the bartenders there just looked straight out of like the fifties or something. Mm-hmm. He was a well dressed man. Yeah, with a mustache. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He was very cool. Mm. Looked like Borat, you could say. I, I guess so. If you, that that's I don't I don't know. That seems a little bit rude, but. Like a, a, a cool, a much better looking version of him, but still, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a it was a fun night. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm drinking currently one of those Java Monsters because, holy shit, I've had quite the last uh, 36 hours, I guess, 24, 36 hours. Yeah, I came home from work last night, and uh, you know water flooding the basement coming from upstairs in the laundry room and there was a broken pipe for some reason they decided for the piping uh, for the washing machine would be a metal that could rust and break Mm. because when I upon closer inspection that's what happened is that the pipe rusted and just broke off nice and I don't know whose decision that was to go with uh, I don't know what I don't know exactly what kind of metal it is, but also, like, what y'all doing? You know water's coming through this thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Was it know. copper? No, it wasn't copper. It yeah. Like, it was it was a, a brown rust, so I'm guessing, like, some sort of iron or steel. I mean, it would probably have to be a steel type of thing. Oh, I'm not sure what aluminum rust. Does aluminum rust? I don't think it does. Yeah, I don't know. Not sure. Yeah. I I don't remember. I used to be pretty good at chemistry and shit like that, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that sucks. That's not a fun thing to come. Yeah, to. It, yeah, yeah. I especially it, how early in the morning you come home. Yeah, it's it was like I come home at like three thirty in the morning and I see water flooding everywhere. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Got to vacuum this shit out. Got to stop all the water first and like, oh god. Was it just continually running out? Yeah, then? it was just yeah. coming out of that. Damn. Yeah, we had to turn the water off, vacuum it all out, and yeah. We have fans blowing in there trying to dry it out a bit, but we're going to end up pulling up that flooring, making sure it ain't damaged too bad underneath, and slapping something new down. Right. It's going to be expensive, but yeah, shit. Fun. Yeah. That's not a fun home project. So, yeah, I got to, uh, I got finally got to bed at around 5.30, woke up at 11.30, sort of like, eh, intermittent sleep because there was like my brother coming home at like seven or eight o'clock and being his loud mouth self yeah, he has no volume control and then yeah mm. yeah but Fun. that's uh, yeah <laughs> how have you been buddy i'm all right <laughs> way too busy at work really bad it's taking and it's not that i'm behind at all it's just how much i have to do and it's all hitting at once, like the due dates. It's literally taken three quarters of my department just to get to the finish line. Wow. Like, that's how much work I was trying to do all by myself, which isn't isn't fun. Sometimes you just got to raise your hand at work and say, I need a little bit of help. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's getting a little bit better. But yeah, did that. Started painting the house a little bit. Yeah. Got all the walls, so ready so we're going to paint the walls painted the ceiling the other night we got some areas we got to touch up but painting ceilings isn't fun have you ever painted the ceiling no but i imagine with a uh, wet paint and you're looking up into it it doesn't yeah. that doesn't sound like a fun time it's it's just not fun just because it's very repetitive the motions mm -hmm. with your arms and there's no there's no real comfortable way like we have a, a roller that's like five foot long so it's extended we can mm -hmm. just kind of walk with it or whatever but even that's just a pain in the yeah because you got all the all the weight of the paint at the end of the yeah. thing and yeah, yeah just not ergonomic yeah so painting ceilings is not fun mm -hmm. but we're pretty much through it just got some spots to touch up and then we're going to paint the walls yeah mm. and so it's going to be a fun weekend so there's that and then we're going to have our fantasy football draft yeah, Saturday night yeah which reminds me I need to revise the uh, time of the draft which I can do while we're here. Yeah, I need to, because I remember last year I had some trouble signing in. I need to make sure I get that squared away before yeah. before our draft. Um, Log looking forward to it. Yeah, I I have a plan. You, it is a so it's a very good plan. Yeah, did you get everyone's stuff? Uh, so my brother's friend has decided to not play. Oh. So we're gonna have nine people. How the hell's that gonna work? Uh, there's someone's gonna have a bye week. Every week. Every week. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Why not? I don't, I don't know anyone. I mean, else. playoffs, it's pretty simple. Like, yeah. I mean, the best record gets a bye week. So. Okay. That's not, cool. that's not too, uh. So everyone's uh, going to have a bye week during the regular season? Though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can be down for that. Yeah. Um, but looking forward to it, seeing who's who, who's going to win the championship. Are you going to go back to back? 
I mean, are you going to start zero and five again? That would be one hell of a thing. <laughs> so I'm not fun. planning on doing that though. Uh, yeah. All right. Draft settings. I currently have it set to seven. I'll put it up yeah. to seven thirty just to yeah. give us a little buffer time there. I think that's final. If you're not there, or, or you're not participating in the draft at that time, then fuck you. You'll just get auto drafted, and uh, that's exactly. Exactly. You'll have to it's, deal with at that. At some point, we just got to set a time and say, hey, this is when it's happening. Mm-hmm. You get in there, you don't. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Fantasy football's fun. Yeah. Fantasy football, a video game, I would say. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, I didn't get to really watch any of the racing over the weekend. Oh, my god! I got to watch a little bit of the IndyCar Pocono race. Did you see the beginning yes, of that? Oh I my did. God. That was like, wow. It's like lap four and half the fucking field's gone. Yeah, it's, it gets red flagged on lap four. Yeah. I don't know what Takuma Sato was doing there, but. I don't know either. Uh, the, the, I love watching Andy Carr's race on oval tracks like that just because it's, it's just, it's crazy mm-hmm. stuff, but it's also incredibly terrifying when they get in accidents like yeah. that. Cause there was a few years ago, someone that actually got killed at Pocono. Yeah. I mean, they've, uh, auto racing has got like, a, there's been a lot of a uh, safety stuff. Yeah, like, like, you know, the, they have like that deflector there now and mm-hmm. F1. Now they have the halos. Yeah. over the drivers so yeah it's yeah it's gotten a lot safer it's still not like but it always takes unfortunately a really bad accident for a lo- some of those things to happen mm-hmm. you know yeah that's that's what's a shame ah but yeah it, there's there was a lot of good racing the super formula race was really exciting too just like it was a it was interesting to see tire strategy go go out on that one because it, the track was nearly 50 degrees centigrade. Wow. It, yeah, it was like 112, 115 degrees track temperature. Where was it? It was Where in uh, Motegi. Uh, it, it, Super Formula is a Japanese uh, series, so they're all Japanese uh, tracks. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm not super. So I'm not super familiar with that. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a debut of well, actually, the first dry race for uh, an IndyCar driver, uh, Pato Award. He switched over to Super Formula, and it, he he drove Fuji, but that was a wet race, and that was like that was crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was his first time on a dry track, and he did all right. He improved his position, but he didn't get into the points. Yeah. Super Formula, I, I would hazard to say, it is more exciting racing than Formula One consistently. <laughs> Although I will say Formula One has gotten better through as it, the years progressed. Mm. We'll see how the second half of the season goes after yeah. the break ends. Uh, but yeah, that's enough on that. Let's talk about video games. We played some stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you play anything other than? What we did last night? Um, yeah, I did. So we played Wolfenstein Youngblood last night mm-hmm. and did the third raid mission. And now I believe we're heading towards the end. Yes. So we got another one to do. I thought that mission wasn't too bad. It's just that the final boss felt way too similar to one that we fought. So it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. disappointing. But And it was almost to the point of like... 
it felt a lot sh- maybe because we were just you know maybe over level just blowing through it it just felt a lot shorter than the other ones too yeah a little bit which was weird but i mean some of the locations were cool because they were a little bit newer for the game but yeah it's a I fine mean, game the twist that i had pinned from almost the start happened yeah. <laughs> like it was it's very obvious yeah yeah and yeah i mean the cutscenes were were fine Mm-hmm. But it wasn't wasn't overly exciting when it happened. That's the thing about this game. It's just the story's just not not quite there mm-hmm. compared to the other other games. And then also just some of the really repetitive stuff, at least to me, just starting to kind of just really hinder the game a little bit. Like the the door opening mechanic is just like, oh my god, we have to go through this how yep. many times. Anytime you get in and out of an elevator, yeah, you can't just have a confirmed travel thing when someone presses an elevator button. No. <laughs> no. Stuff like that's just frustrating. I mean, I still like the game. I like some of the new stuff they did, but it's fine. It's kind of where I feel like I'm, I'm f- leveling out at. Yeah. But we'll see, see how it ends. Hopefully get around to that soon. Yep. Um... Yeah, otherwise, I believe all I really played was a nice, solid chunk of Devil May Cry 5. Oh, and what do you think of it? This is one of my favorite games of the year. Okay. Oh my gosh, it is so fucking good, dude. Um, so, like I said a few weeks ago when I started, like, I've never really played, I've never played a Devil May Cry game in its entirety i played a lot of three i rented it as a kid back on ps2 and i mean that was cool but uh like i don't feel overly lost with the story it's just one of those things where if i probably played the other games it would just certain things would hit better um but the story is interesting it's just to me it's incredibly fun to play and uh, the kind of loop of the game's really addicting. The environments are incredibly fun to explore, and they look beautiful. Uh, and there's some really just gross shit that this Resident Evil engine makes. Mm-hmm. And it, there's definitely some very gross, interesting things that they've made in this they've game. Gotten, they, they've gotten good at those pulsating organs. They have. Yes, absolutely. And and the game is just kind of opening up a lot more, too, in terms of, like, I'm getting a lot of cool moves that I'm really enjoying uh, to, to beat the shit out of enemies with. And... Um, and now I'm at the point where certain chapters I'm able to choose certain characters and the missions do actually play out differently um, because there's there's trophies for beating the game with both characters um, because the mission that I just recently did, I chose um, V and his side is a little bit different and then they kind of from the other guy and then they kind of converge at the end so that's neat as well and it what was cool is that uh nero i played this one mission as nero and i was like what is that going on over there there's all this stuff like battling happening way off in the distance i'm like that's kind of interesting finished that mission and then started playing the mission as v and it was kind of, they were technically happening at the same time. And I saw Nero off in the distance mm-hmm. doing exactly what I did. I'm like, 
that's a, that's the small little details like that. I think is just making this feel a lot more alive than it really needs to be, and it's mm-hmm. cool. I like it. Um, the thing is, though, is the the character I'm enjoying the most to play as, and it might sound weird, is V. So V isn't really much of a like yeah the big sword you're beating the shit out of dudes or whatever he's actually more of a stand back in the background and almost kind of command the battle mm-hmm. in a way i mean you can do damage with him and and v has to finish the enemies off himself um but you control this like panther and a bird basically and you can shock dudes with the bird and call dudes face up with the panther and it's just really fun to to go back and forth and strategize and um you know use your devil trigger to some of these giant nightmare beast sort of looking dudes or you know just do a super charged attack with one of the other guys it's once i got to use him i'm like all right i'm really digging this so so whenever i get to choose a character that's just who i'm going with just because it's it's a lot of fun and in some of the battles you know in devil may cry you you get a rank basically on on how stylish you are and all sorts of stuff how much damage you take per battle and there was one that i got up to double s's and oh, it was yeah. the most satisfying fucking thing because it was just like i had the bird fighting this guy and the, and the, the panther fighting this guy and then they all kind of were dead at the same time and then i literally just went boom 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 and just killed them all like and just snap of your finger and it was just it was hot mm, hot fire yeah um yeah and i love that the game just it doesn't like it's just it's it's a serious thing but it really isn't serious at the same time of like there's a random phone booth left in this church and i go up and talk to it and then all of a sudden it's just like silence and then this van just busts through the fucking wall and i can upgrade my character it's like all right. <laughs> and it says devil may cry five on the side of the van it's like Right. That, that's called a late title card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's hilarious, and and I love it. I I'm really enjoying this game. So I'm almost halfway through already. So hoping to just pound that game out before some other things come out. Cause thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, I would recommend it. Um, I don't really think I've played too much else of note. How about you? Oh, all right, so I've got a few quick hitters here. Still playing Apex Legends, kicking ass in solos. Uh, it's going away after this week. Uh, playing some GT Sport. Have you won in Apex solos yet? No, I keep uh, getting like second and third places uh, because people uh, are fucking scavenging assholes mm. who are like, I'll just wait until the other two people fight and then I'll just scavenge for the win. Mm-hmm. I'm Fun. not a coward like that. <laughs> no. Uh, been playing a GT Sport also. I did the there's a Lamborghini Cup in the uh, campaign mode. I did that, and now I'm starting. They have uh, the 2018 Mercedes F1 car in the game, oh, cool. and there's a series where you're racing those. And Very cool. Yeah, that those feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Looking forward to completing that. Uh, played some slay the spire again because god damn that game is great mm-hmm. and now you have no excuse because it's part of the regular console game pass now there's a lot of games on game pass they need to play speaking of on game pass devil may cry 5 
is on yeah. Game Pass if you do have an Xbox. Yeah. Uh, I also played some of that No Man's Sky Beyond. Oh, tell me about it. What What did you do? How I started it? a brand new save of No Man's Sky <laughs> to see how it starts now. And it's similar to how it starts before, but it's way better at guiding you through the initial steps. Cool. Um, yeah, I... I've noticed that the planets are generally more interesting with more interesting life on them. Uh, yeah, it's it's such a better game. Like everything yeah, just awesome. looks better now. It's I, I don't know how they've done it, but yeah. just everything from the planets to the inside of the cockpit to like other ships you see like it just all looks better now. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, my I, brother started playing that again too on PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's enjoying it also. So have you seen anyone in the um, game? Because that's a thing now, right? I'm yeah, curious. so you can... I think it's towards the end game. There, There's this social hub mm-hmm. near the center of the galaxy or something like that. Uh, the, also, like, there's been an option for a while where you can just join other people playing. Oh, okay. And you, cool. like, you just go where they are. And, yeah. You can totally just play with your friends in that game now. If you if you want to, that's just wild. That's just one thing that people really wanted from the start. Yeah, one thing that they said and then didn't say. I saw a, a I saw a yeah. a you know you know a game is doing well when someone makes Rocket League in your game, and someone made Rocket League in No Man's Sky. Wow, how they do that? You have there so there are exo vehicles. There are like cars and shit that you can do. That that was an update a while ago when you could do base building. They added vehicles oh, yeah, also. Yeah. So yeah, someone built an arena to play Rocket League in. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's there's some cool shit happening in No Man's Sky. Yeah, what a great turnaround story. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome. Yeah, and it's like it's in VR now. I haven't set up my VR for it, but that seems like that would be a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just the full immersion in that game. The soundtrack is one. I, I I have to play No Man's Sky. Like I either have to be listening to a podcast or have headphones on listening to the yeah. soundtrack of No Man's Sky yeah. because the soundtrack is really good. It is. Like, that's the yeah. That's one thing that's always been great about mm-hmm. the game from the start. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that they're reselling that game, like physically, on a disc. So, huh? That's another thing. That, okay, that could be nice, you know, because they've done so much to that game. It's just like here is No Man's Sky now. Yeah. You know, even uh, though you can go buy it for five dollars, probably. <laughs> yeah. And all those updates have been free. So, yes. yeah, it's just crazy. Must have gotten a lot of money with that Sony deal, even though now it's on everything. Yeah, either that or people are consistently buying it enough to give them money. Yeah, because currently, as I see it now, there aren't really there aren't microtransactions in the game. That's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I've played today, it just released today, Life is Strange Two Episode Four, Ooh. Faith, and. That it's I feel like it's being slept on. Life is Strange Two is being slept on because I hardly hear anyone talking about it. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, the thing that's just working against them is they're taking forever to get this game out. It is so long in between episodes. 
I guess so, but uh, like these episodes are longer than the episodes were. Like this is like this was like a three and a half, four hour episode. Wow. So yeah, like I, I don't know what to say. Like it's it there. There's a lot of meat on the bone there when they do release, but yeah, episode four is. So they do a lot of things in it. Like they have. They have the opportunity to do uh, some really gross physical stuff that they don't go all the way into, but they do dive deep into some really just horrible trash social stuff, like people being awful. Yeah, and like they they really go hard on that kind of stuff, and it it makes it makes me angry just sitting there watching this happen <laughs> to to the characters. It's and yeah it. I think it's it's nailing it on both fronts, like w- where it has restraint on some some stuff that could be gross, but also uh, hitting on stuff that is kind of important. Yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think there's one more episode left that's going to release this year, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. It's so good. Yeah, I really need to get on that one because it's on Game Pass. So I've just kind of been waiting for most of the episodes to be out. I think now might be the time. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it does a good job. Like because there are like huge gaps, it does. It's pretty good at doing a recap between each episode. Cool. Yeah, having fun with that. Uh, not much else to talk about, but we do have a shit ton of news because Gamescom happened. And holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I guess before we get to that, we'll just pull out this Apex thing here. There has been some talk on Reddit, of all places, between developers and the community. Uh, exchanges of death, tr- death threats from the community resulting in developers responding with, you are entitled... Calling people entitled shitheads. And it's... Honestly, like, uh, this apology Vince Sampella has put out, I don't necessarily, I don't dig giving an apology for developers hitting back at people who are being assholes in the community. Like, I feel like if someone's, like, sending you death threats or, like, threatening your family and shit, like, you have every right to say what you need to to them. Like, and I'd like to see... uh, I don't know how you'd ever do this, like, unless you own the platform you're engaging uh, with the community with. But, like, if you're going to threaten a developer, you should, you could have your license revoked. Like, put that in the user agreement or something. Like, if you're going to fucking send death threats, you can't play our game anymore. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a whole bunch of shit. Like, I mean, a lot of this is backlash from the pricing of the crown iron, uh, crown items, cosmetic stuff, which they've already, like tried to change a little bit um but yeah i don't know nothing's like it isn't that serious that you need to that the community needs to come out or and it's just a few people actually like it i don't know a lot of people who are saying this kind of shit but yeah it's it's just it's unfortunate that you <laughs> That Vincent Pell has to come out here and apologize on behalf of the developers who are, are probably rightly angry that the community is reacting the way they are. Yeah. 
I, I, I kind of fall a little bit in the middle, like in, in, in ways of like, I completely agree with you. Like if you're being a total asshole to the developer, um, and, and yeah, send him death threats, calling him names or whatever. Um, that's, that's not something that you should be doing. And that's not a very nice thing to do. And quite frankly, a ridiculous thing to do. Um, but at the same time, like you can't go around calling people that play your game ass hats and freeloaders. You know, if like I, I get it. I, I don't. I if I put myself in the shoes of that developer that said all this stuff. I quite frankly would probably be just as angry and probably wouldn't have said very nice things either. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things that it's, it's a shame that it ever has to get to this point. And, and it's just wild how just completely toxic some people can be over a video game. Yeah. And it's, it's like, there's so many like crazier things to get, that upset about and you're just upset over a, a video game now at the same time if apex legends and respawn didn't have ridiculous monetization over this event i'm not sure if this would have happened uh, yeah the, the situation would have been avoided if like if that happened but also like microtransactions are never like like even if even if a developer makes a mistake like this you can't just like go out and like this isn't how you get them to change like you you don't go out there and just call names and shit like that like absolutely like sure they fucked up and there are ways to let them know they fucked up such as not spending a goddamn dime on these microtransactions but uh like yeah it's be a freeloader be a freeloader if you think shit isn't like if it isn't priced properly like but also don't be a complete asshole and then expect not to get that thrown right back if you can't sure. if you can't take it don't give it <laughs> yep agreed yeah all right well enough on that let's video games talk about some other news probably something exciting on the horizon for sony as they have bought insomniac games developers of such games as spider-man ratchet and clank yes and spyro but they don't own spyro anymore um yeah this is exciting insomniac games joining the first party studios i expect a secret agent clank vr game in the vein of astrobot That'd be fucking awesome, dude. That would be seriously awesome. I mean, Insomniac has a very much an interest in VR. Why not? I'm, I'm telling you, we'll get that. Yeah, maybe that'd be very cool. It, I'm willing. To, all right, I'm willing to make a bet here. Within the first two years of the PlayStation Five, we'll have a ratchet. We'll have a secret agent Clank VR game. All right. I'll bet you a beer on that next time we're out. I'll bet you a beer. This all isn't right. quite a dinner bet. This all is right. a beer bet. I'll shake on that. I feel like we got to write down our bets. <laughs> all right. I'm going to start a new Google Doc. All right. All right. Google Docs. <laughs> Title: Bets. <laughs> bets with Tyler. <laughs> All right, so we have a dinner over Marvel 
Avengers in May being the t- best-selling game. Yep. Uh, do you want to just go go through the next one while I write these down? Uh, yeah. To- well, I mean, what I'll say about Insomniac is is that it's almost when I read this, I was like, finally, like Jesus, it, it took so long for this to happen. I know there was a lot of conversations in the past about it and they wanted to remain independent. Um, but this also does really, truly feel like the right time. And it's, they, it, they've practically been a first party developer for such a long time for, for Sony. They've had such a strong relationship through developing the Spyro franchise and Ratchet and Clank games. I mean, all of them have been PlayStation exclusives and now Spider-Man. It's just, what a huge get for Sony and and what an incredibly, one of the best, most talented studios in the world joining an already incredible stable of studios. Mm -hmm. Just really gives excitement and, and strengthens, um, PlayStation moving forward into the next generation. Um, and I think there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, we're probably going to get multiple Spider-Man games. I can see Ratchet and Clank coming back. Um, I, I, I feel like they're probably going to do Spider-Man two before they do another Ratchet and Clank game. And I could even see them doing Spider-Man three, if that's the case before Ratchet and Clank. Now, you're killing me. I know, I know, I know. And I, dude, I fucking love Ratchet and Clank too, but I could see it just kind of going away for a while and coming back in a really big way. I don't Mm -hmm. know. We'll see. But, but it's just, yeah, it's just really, really exciting. Um, We should, you know, one of these days we should kind of go through all the first party studios and put them in an order. Rank them. Oh my god! That'll be interesting oh towards god. the top, man. That, that'll be a slugfest. But, but that's awesome. Also, this news dropped in, right in the middle of the Gamescom opening night live stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was kind of funny. But yeah, it, and it's what I just also find just like wow about it is Microsoft has went out recently and bought a lot of studios and they've bought some really great studios like Ninja Theory and Double Fine and, you know uh, Obsidian big studios but I would argue that this is definitely bigger than all of them you know because <laughs> Insomniac's just huge also Spider-Man is the best selling PS4 exclusive 13 million copies yeah they awesome. done good. Also, not great Spider-Man news or Spider-Man uh, things in the news as well. Yeah, Disney's just trying to like get all, get make all the money. Yes, I've. There's so many conflicting reports out there of like, oh, they're still in negotiations. Uh, I also literally just read a p- report earlier that they weren't asking for fifty percent; they were asking for thirty percent of the co-financing and even went down to as low as 20%, but Sony still said no. But it's like, well, is that true? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) there's so many conflicting reports out there. It's just a shame. It's a shame that such a great character, uh, in in such a great universe of characters with Spider-Man, um, is being caught in corporate nonsense. That's what makes me sad. Cause man, that's that. 
but also Disney Disney could totally still have have Spider Spider Man if they just stuck with the old deal that was working for both parties. But instead, Disney wants even more money, even though they own the box office every fucking weekend. That is true. I don't know. It's a weird deal that they have. Of like Disney gets a hundred percent of the merchandise. Yeah, and the Marvel movies, but the Spider-Man movie Sony gets. Yes, Sony gets all the money except five percent of the opening weekend. Yeah, but Sony also pays to produce. Like Marvel brings in their creative people, but Sony produces those movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can see where Disney's coming from, but. I can see where Sony's coming from. You know, what if I mean? it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, it's for the sake of the story, man. I don't know. They made Spider-Man such a like central character moving forward in the MCU, like the overall storyline. Now it's just gonna. Get yeah, so weird. don't try to make a new deal that fucks it over, Disney. Yeah. It's it's fine. You don't need to make that much more money. Yeah, they have five movies that have broken a billion dollars at the box office. One of them's the highest uh, grossing movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, technically you could throw, even though it's more of a Sony thing, throw Spider-Man in there as well. So that would be six movies. <laughs> the only movies that have made a billion dollars this year. Yeah. So just, Yeah. I don't like monopolies. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I think Disney should be challenged more. Will Disney just buy Sony? <laughs> Who knows? No, please. <laughs> let's not let let's not live in that world. Yeah. One last real quick thing on this Insomniac news. I didn't know that Insomniac owns Sunset Overdrive. So the first game, the publishing rights I think are for Microsoft. Like, mm-hmm. so that game's not going to ever come to PlayStation, but Insomniac owns the IP. So if they wanted to make another Sunset Overdrive game, that is would be a PlayStation exclusive. The only reason they made Sunset Overdrive is because Microsoft was probably giving them some cash. Probably. And, and that game didn't sell very well, but I fucking loved it. Yeah. And it kind of. I mean, it had obvious roots in Ratchet and Clank in there. Yeah, but then it also, in a weird way, like paved the way for Spider-Man in terms of its movement mechanics. I think, like, the movement was a major part of Sunset Overdrive, Mm -hmm. and they fucking took it to the next level with Spider-Man, making it feel good. So. Yeah. All right. Huge news. And we've got a huge list of things that happened during that Gamescom opening night live. We've got a recap here, courtesy of GameSpot. Uh, And I think we have some more specific stuff in here as well uh, from elsewhere. But yeah, there's, I guess, like big bullet points here. Uh, Relevant to PlayStation, not going to talk about Gears 5 here. Uh, But we got some... uh, Got some Need for Speed Heat gameplay. Yeah, doesn't look as bad as past games. We'll see. Could be good. Mm-hmm. Got Little Nightmares too. I don't know what that really so is. So Little Nightmares is um is the indie game that's very inside like. 
Okay. That came out, uh, I want to say 2017. It got really good reviews. I've always wanted to play. I just never have. But now they're making a sequel that will have co-op. Oh. Comes out next year. The next thing is what I'm excited about. Kerbal Space Program 2. I wonder what they do with that game. Because Kerbal Space Program's just fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. Did you see the trailer for this? Uh, No, I did not. I didn't actually. Like, I kind of slept through Opening Night Live. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it live but i watched it after the fact and it look it was a cool show way too long Mm. way too fucking long to me and and there was some really just awkward moments from jeff keely of like you guys want to see gameplay we got gameplay like he said that probably 10 different times it's almost like yeah at e3 you didn't really get a lot of gameplay but we got gameplay guys i don't know but um yeah i mean the, the trailer looked cool it was an epic fucking trailer Mm -hmm. it seemed like you're doing a lot bigger things in this one Mm. so it might be you want to send some kerbals to space with me i think it would be fun but i know i would not be good at it (laughs) dude i'm not i'm not good at it either but we should definitely play that together sometime yeah uh we also got everspace 2 announced uh coming 2021 and they've committed that to ps4 in 2021 interesting i imagine that also releases on next gen hardware yeah almost like at launch probably Mm -hmm. uh there's new game called humankind which looks like it's only on pc here it's like a 4x game ah civ like sort of thing uh oh yeah sega does publish those games i i keep forgetting sega almost has like has the whole has everyone who publishes all those games like mm-hmm. they just they just do it all uh which switcher got to see what that looks like yeah nah i mean i would love to play that game on a switch have it portable but uh, dude no i don't know uh we got new death stranding gameplay yeah Jeff Keighley right. is desperately just wanting to be Kojima's friend. Oh, my God. Dude, he, he like, had a Kojima hype reel, which was really awkward. And some of the things he was saying is just really awkward. It's almost, like, a little too much at this point. Keep it in the DMs, bro. We don't yeah. need to see this. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, But Jeff Keighley's in Death Stranding, so they used his... Yeah, apparently he, show, he shows up as a hologram, but he's yeah. voiced by Matt Mercer. Right. I so, guess yeah. he's like a, a, a merchant sort of guy. Hey, like you were delivering, they delivered things to him. Um, and basically, I guess if you deliver enough of whatever, he'll give you things. Yeah, um, yeah the gameplay. I'm so intrigued by Death Stranding. But the game to me seems boring as fuck to play. Will that change? Maybe. What's, but the what, story in the world, I am absolutely on board for. What, what's boring about summoning piss mushrooms with your boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, cannot, I cannot believe that's how that started. And, and at the same time, I was like, oh my God, there's urinating in this game. I was like, it's a Kojima game. Like, only Kojima would do something crazy like that. In Metal Gear Solid Five, your horse would just take a shit. You, can, you know? This is a, honestly a step backwards because in Metal Gear Solid Five, you could order your horse to shit on you. 
You could like oh, just you, you could just that. lay under your horse and then yeah. say do it. I, I thought he just your horse just took a shit whenever it felt like. Well, that's hilarious. No, no, you your your horse shits on command. Oh, really? Yeah, that's okay. one of the mechanics in Metal Gear Solid Five is you can have your horse shit on the road, and then for some reason it's slick enough to make vehicles that go across it to <laughs> lose traction. Oh, that's funny. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, I wonder how much the the year, how much am I going to have to urinate? And also, can I urinate? What if you I just want? refuse to urinate? Do, does he? Does Norman Reedus piss himself? <laughs> yeah. Do you get some fucking illness? You know. You get like piss crystals. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But then, so yeah, he talked in the gameplay. Went up a fucking mountain. Talked to Jeff Keeley. And again, I mean, the game looks beautiful, but then he fell down the mountain in the gameplay like a fucking jackass, and then the baby started crying. So you don't you want you don't want the baby, the baby to cry. No, so that's that's going to be a thing, is cradling the baby, which is going to be motion controls with your yeah. controller. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to cradle your controller. Yeah, but don't shake it. Yes, that's about it. They didn't really show too much else. Yeah, I don't need that. to see much. No, uh, I'm gonna play it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, they did show two different like cinematics with different characters. I mean, sound looks interesting. I mean, like I said, I'm on board for the story and the world and the characters. I really want to find out more about them, but to me, the game just doesn't seem overly exciting to play. Hmm. But I'm gonna play it. You gotta look at the Borderlands Three Endgame stuff. Yeah, it very much looks like a game from 2012 to me. It's starting to look more like that, and I'm fine with that personally. We'll see. But yeah, this is like a, a horde mode sort of thing. I guess almost like their arenas that they've yeah. had, circle of slaughter sort of stuff. So could be fun. I just. Like, I like shooting stuff in Borderlands. I like shooting stuff with different weapons. I wonder... I feel like that's a thing that could get repetitive mm-hmm. very quickly. So I wonder how they're going to keep that interesting. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got a surprise announce, uh, a release date announced for a live-action video game, Erica. Yeah. Uh, it's available, like, it, it dropped. It's $10. But it's, like, all film. Uh-huh. Like, the entire game is... Ju- it, it, yeah. It, it's it's interesting. I, I kind of want to check this out because it, it, looked, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Published by Sony? Yes. So, very cool. And then we got news of uh, free alpha for call of duty modern warfare this weekend uh the day this releases it starts um yeah that's that's a thing it's, i think it's featuring a 2v2 gunfight mode uh-huh. so yeah there's that uh we already looked at death stranding here what else do we got here metro exodus the new dlc is out now uh, it's called Two Colonels. Yeah. You gonna dive into this at all? Um, if I have time. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of shit that I gotta mm. play right now. Yeah. Uh, this fall, we're getting cross-console play for PUBG. Oh, boy. You know, the game that probably doesn't have a big enough player base on either 
console to, to yeah, you, they, they probably just wanted to combine the hopper so queue times weren't as bad. Maybe. I, I don't, I just don't see sure. people clamoring for PUBG on console at all, or PUBG in general, like, the people who play it, play it on PC, and they're generally pretty quiet about it. I haven't really heard buzz around PUBG in a long time. No. Like, I guess they're doing seasons. They're, season 4 is going to happen August 27th, um, which I'm like, okay, they're on the fourth season. You just, yeah, you don't really hear much about PUBG at all. But, I mean, so it's a win, though, for people that want crossplay. I yeah. Think it's cool. Um, I mean, some games, like... I mean, if you have a battle royale and you need to create a larger combined player base, having cross-play is a way to do that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's just kind of, to me, it's another domino of hopefully getting to the point where if a developer wants cross-play, it's a thing that just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of this new that new model of having seasons and battle passes and all that kind of stuff. Rainbow Six Siege is joining in on the battle pass trend. Uh, yeah. They already charge out the ass for, like, the seasonal packs. I, like... I guess they're gonna try to squeeze more money from the battle passes now. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, there's there's a lot of things you can buy in Rainbow Six Siege, and now this is going to be another one. There's going to be, I guess, two phases of this. It'll roll out um, starting with a free seven-day pass, Call Me Harry, for Ember Rise. Uh, later this year, a full-fledged battle pass will premiere. So there you go. I mean, it's a game that I think is fitting to have a battle pass, but it's kind of like, all right. Yeah. Oh. It's another one at this point. Uh, we got uh, we got some announcements here for a release date here for Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. If you're looking forward to that, you can see it September 3rd. Woo! Are you excited at all? Eventually. That's, a, that's another one of those eventually I'll get around to it games. So, like, I have a lot of those right now. Um... We got some more characters coming to Mortal Kombat 11. The Joker, Spawn, Terminator. Oh, who else do we have here? Is that it? Shang Tsung, uh, Nightwolf, and I thought there was another one. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah, I thought, that's I it. Thought I saw Five characters. But yeah, there's some dates for some of these. Um, Arnie, October 8th. That, um, that's the Terminator. It is. Uh, Spawn. I don't know anyone who calls Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnie. Arnie. Uh, the Joker, January 28th. Spawn, March 17th. Oh, sorry. Spawn. is November 26th. Spawn. Yeah. Oh, that's the other character. Sindel. Hmm. So there you go. Lots of support coming for Mortal Kombat 11. Alrighty. Terminator is now in three video games, right? Oh, God, yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat shit. 11, Gears, Gears 5. 5. Oh, what's the other one? Yeah, it was... Oh, there was another one at E3. 
Was it had the Terminator? Oh man! Shit! Is it? Shit on my ass! Oh man! Um, do no, no, no! I I can't think of it. No. no, maybe I'll look it up. Maybe. Uh, while you do that, I was really excited to see this. Surprised that it was so that's coming so soon. Yakuza Remastered Collection announced and it's starting to release digitally. Um, this is Yakuza 3, 4, and 5, all coming out in a collection for $60, running at 1080p 60fps on the PlayStation 4. Uh, Yakuza 3 is currently available now. If you buy this collection digitally, they will release a disc when all of them are available. And that is scheduled to happen next year. Uh, So Yakuza 3 is available now. Yakuza 4 will be available October 29th. And Yakuza 5 will be available February 11th, 2020, which is when the physical edition of the collection will be out. Oh, boy. God damn. I got some Yakuza to play now. (laughs) He'd be busy for a long time. I guess, uh, is the whole series then going to be on PS4 now? Yeah. uh, Yeah, so you're going to have the prequel Yakuza 0. You have Kiwami 1 and 2, and now this collection gets you 3, 4, and 5, and then Yakuza 6, which came out last year, I think. Mm -hmm. And you still haven't finished any Yakuza games. No. They're so fucking good. I have not. I don't doubt it. They're so funny, too. I can't believe you aren't drawn in to the humor of Yakuza. It's not that I'm not drawn in. It's time. Ah. <laughs> Eventually. All right. I started one of them a while ago. Yeah, and then you just <laughs> stopped. You started You started Sekiro, and then you just stopped. I did. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> When are we going to find the time to finish video games? <laughs> Not enough time, man. I wish I had more time. Mm. I'm just looking through my E3 notes. Okay. I'm trying to find this. And while you do that, uh, I've got some news for you people who still play Star Wars Battlefront 2. There's going to be some stuff from uh, Rise of Skywalker. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Fuck. That's it. Okay. God damn. But yeah, Rise of Skywalker uh, DLC coming to Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah, I mean, cool. Uh, Makes sense to try to get some sales off of the movie and get people in when they're going to be hyped on Star Wars. In a weird way, I was like, wow, they're still supporting Battlefront 2. But... Good for them. Yeah, it's gonna be shit. The their Battlefield Five is not doing great. So, I, I wonder which game has more players. I'd guess Star Wars because people eat shit like that up. Maybe. Uh, so yeah, there's gonna be a new character map and co-op modes coming. Alrighty. Right on. Uh, let's get to the other announcements, uh, release date announcement here first. Uh, Persona 5 Royal is coming to the West in the spring of 2020. No specific release date. No. 
But yeah, early next year we'll have Persona 5, this new edition of Persona 5 that you can't just buy a DLC pack for your current copy of Persona 5. You have to spend another $60 on Persona 5 to get this. And play the game again. Uh, The game that took me 80 to 90 hours to beat. (laughs) Everybody's got time to do it. Why not? (sighs) There is a trailer, a new trailer out. Yeah. As well. All right. Time for some bad news. Tyler, you want to get us started with some bad news here? Yeah. Dragon Age 4's lead producer is leaving Bioware after 12 years. Fernando Mello, who acted as senior producer on Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2, was lead producer on the upcoming and still untitled fourth Dragon Age. Um, He announced it late last night that he's leaving Bioware. A lot of people departing Bioware. Yeah. <laughs> huh. It's been a thing for a long time now. Bioware is everybody. Yeah. Bioware is just, yeah, definitely just not the same company. Because um, just so many people have left mm-hmm. that kind of made Bioware games what they were. I'm very curious on Dragon Age 4 and what it's going to be like and... I hope they don't fuck it up. See, I I have the lowest expectations. Just oh, judging judging by high. recent pro, pro, uh, product from BioWare, I yeah. I will be pleasantly surprised if it's anything other than hot trash. Yeah, uh, my expectations aren't very high either. I'm just curious more than anything. Um, yeah. All right. And the last bit of bad news this week. Bad times for GameStop. Yes. And in consequence, Game Informer. So GameStop has laid off over 100 people, including nearly half of Game Informer's staff. That seems disproportionate <laughs> to the amount of people working for either side. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is including uh, people at the headquarters of GameStop, and then Game Informer. Yeah, it's this really fucking sucks because a lot of the people who got laid off are new writers who are like getting dug in uh, yep. as in establishing themselves. Yeah, they pretty much got had to lay off. Uh, um all their new people yeah and then even there was there was some more senior people there that they had to let go of which is a shame yeah I mean this it kind of saw this coming but you didn't want to you did you never want to see it happen but you kind of you kind of saw it coming it's yeah like game game informer obviously owned by GameStop so when GameStop doesn't do well, you can kind of draw the lines there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a shame, and it made me very sad um, because I, I love Game Informer. I've read Game Informer since I've basically started playing video games. Like, I have Game Informer issues all the way back to 2005. Mm-hmm. So it makes me sad to see that they're not maybe doing the best because of GameStop just not doing the best. Um and I hope one day, 
you know, I hope the day never comes that Game Informer is shut down or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder. I'm sure just doing a magazine's expensive, though. I doubt. I just was wondering, like, is there a way they could get out from underneath GameStop but still keep it going? But magazines have kind of been, you know, fading away. Mm-hmm. Game Informer is kind of the only really major one left, and they always have a big pop every month. You know, of like, oh, what's the new cover story? And they do a lot of really cool stuff there and a lot of great writing. Um, enjoyed listening to a lot of the the talent that they had as well that they had to let go. It's just, yeah, it's a shame. I, I wonder with, you know, because Game Informer does a lot. They, obviously, they have stuff for the website. They review, they go to preview events, and they do a lot for the magazine. They write a ton of shit for the magazine. I wonder when you lose seven people that were all contributing to the magazine, how does that work? (laughs) I think that magazine gets thinner. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. And and you think about, like, how many games there are and, and... reviewing them and you know one thing that they were really great at is you know giving people uh the ability to review games and genres they're interested in mm-hmm. you know and, and now they've lost a lot of that sort of thing so yeah just wonder how they'll rebound I wonder if GameStop will ever rebound I mean this is part of their whole trying to kind of rebrand themselves and get people into the store buying stuff Uh, i think their rebound's gonna come when new consoles launch (laughs) yeah it's it's, can they last till then it seems like just a lot of the shit that's going to help them is out of their hands and like i i don't see what's i don't like i mean i'm just a dumb consumer but i don't see what happens what what gamestop can actually do about where it's going because no. it just seems that it's so much more convenient to go other avenues yeah absolutely and I think this was like what the first year that digital is eclipsed physical sales mm-hmm. I mean that's that number is just going to keep growing and growing and growing yeah it's not all of a sudden like it's going to get bigger you know it's like on the on the music side like everyone just streams that mm-hmm. number gets bigger and bigger, and the, and the physical album sales get smaller and smaller every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always a shame to see so many people lose their jobs. Yeah. All right. Enough of that. Let's talk about some new games that came out this week. And there are quite a few. Yeah. There's been longer lists. Yeah, there have been. Uh, there are some obviously missing here. Like, we talked about Erica earlier, like, announced and released. <laughs> obviously, the PlayStation blog here where we're pulling this list from didn't have access to that information. Or this published before the embargo for that yeah. went up, rather. They probably knew, but yeah, couldn't publish it. But uh, first game here is a VR game called Afterlife. Loss always leaves an invisible trace. After a tragic death, explore each family member's grief through seamlessly interactive storylines in live-action VR. Using a cutting-edge VR filming technique, Afterlife takes you through a 360 VR branching narrative that reveals a story that shifts based on the characters and objects you interact with. Uh, Next up is Black Desert. 
on PS4. Uh, I guess this is Black Desert Online. Yeah, yeah. This is the other name I've heard it called. Uh, Black Desert is an expansive MMORPG sprawling across vast and various regions. Jump into fast-paced action combat, hunt monsters and huge bosses, fight with friends in siege warfare, or fish, trade, and craft your way to riches. That's a weird, just... That's just a weird sentence. Hmm. <laughs> All right. crafted. Uh, oh. Yeah, we've got Dabutsu Shogi World. Let's catch the lion. Let's play and learn shogi on three levels. Cute animal pieces have marks to show the direction of movement. Have fun increasing your skills from Dobutsi Shogi, Goro Goro Dobutsi Shogi, and Dobutsi Shogi in the green wood. Use all that you've learned and start playing shogi. Shogi is a, uh, it's kind of like chess. Okay. Uh, Doling's Invasion, PS4. Another tribute paid to yet another arcade classic from the Hero concept team. Doling's Invasion promises a fun gaming experience to gamers of all ages. In Doling's Invasion, the second game of the series, the story continues right where it left off. This time, our hero, Morpheus, arms himself to defend his people from alien invaders. Hmm. Injection. Objection. Injection. Haha. <laughs> is out on PlayStation 4. Classic survival horror oriented to solving puzzles, exploration, and strategy. Travel to the depths of a lonely mind that has lost contact with society and torments his own condition as a human being. Can you descend into this spiral of paranoia and madness to rediscover your happiness? Okay. Mechabolt on PS4 and Vita cross by. Players take the role of a theme park technician that needs to collect batteries to repair the haywire robots. With your handy Mechabolt, use the out of control robots to your advantage to overcome obstacles and obtain the batteries across 100 puzzle platforming challenges. Only you can save the day. Oninaki is out this week on PlayStation 4. Uh, the new action RPG Oninaki tells the story of one watcher on a journey to protect life after death. Oninaki features exciting hack and slash style battles with the deep customization of your daemons and weapons experience. Unique action gameplay combined with a deep and satisfying story. Um, Pet Tunes Party on PS4. God, this looks horrifying. Uh, ready for a great adventure? The pet tunes need your help to face the evil Kitra. Kitra wants to conquer the island of Chimera and steal the pet tunes magic to control their world. Pet tunes party is a party game full of fun mini games to enjoy with family and friends. Join the pet tunes and save their world. Of magical islands. I wonder what's making this creepy. Is it, is it the mouth? Is it the lips? I think it's the lips. <sighs> the lips are creepy. The legs are creepy. Oh, and they have toes. Yeah. Oh. Just yeah. Just overall, not not a very inviting looking thing to me. 
maybe kids like this. Is this what kids like these days? I hope not. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, I played this at PAX East. Rad. Rad. Rad is a 3D action roguelike set in a post-apocalyptic world where humanity has faced Armageddon not once, but twice. Playing as a teenage protagonist, you must adventure into the Fallow, an ever-changing radioactive wasteland with unknown and unspeakable creatures. Sounds rad. It was pretty rad when I played it. <laughs> I got a... This is the game that I played, beat the end boss, and won a fanny pack. Oh. So I have a rad fanny pack. Is it a rad fanny pack? Yes. Like in cool? Yes. Cool. All right, cool. Um, yeah, this is a double fine game. Potentially the last double fine game to be on a PlayStation console. Psychonauts 2? Uh, yep, you're right. You're right. Beyond that, maybe not anymore. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes, PS4. Remnant from the Ashes is a third-person survival action shooter set in a post-apocalyptic world overrun by monstrous creatures. As one of the last remnants of humanity, you'll set out alone or alongside up to two other survivors to face down the hordes of deadly enemies and epic bosses and try to carve a foothold, rebuild, and retake what was lost. Okay. Tyler, I heard things about this game. Have you heard things about this game? Um, isn't it a little Dark Souls-ish? With guns. With guns. And co-op. Oh. Tyler, maybe when this game goes on sale yeah. sometime, maybe this is one of those that we need to play together. Yeah. Could be cool. Another game that I'm kind of like getting a little bit more jazzed on that is co-op, but I don't know if it's like same screen or whatever, but regardless. Um, Darksiders Genesis. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the uh, Diablo-like one, yeah. right? Yeah. That genuinely looks pretty fucking cool. Okay. Lots of cool stuff we could play. Uh, we've got Roar Jurassic Edition. Oh, God. We could play this together because... Yeah. Roar's fast and dynamic gameplay is a modern tribute to the good old brawler games with a load of terrifying bosses, cool enemies, and six completely different aisles to explore. Roar is a brawler heaven and a perfect party game for up to four players on the couch. Great. Last game, Tokyo Kronos on PSVR. Tokyo Kronos is a VR mystery visual novel told in an immersive 360 world. Uh, characters with personality come to life right before your eyes. Their fate lies in your hands. An empty, deserted Shibuya where time has frozen over. A suspenseful mystery woven by eight childhood friends trapped inside. Lost memories. Where does the truth lie? That is a horrible write-up grammatically. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> okay. a new kill switch engage album that's very uh it's pretty good hmm there are a few movies that i haven't watched that are now available on playstation video men in black international i meant to go out and watch that but i never did not uh, a lot of people did <laughs> ma which looked creepy as fuck yeah i did see ma um it, it was good it wasn't as creepy as i thought it was going to be 
Yeah. But I, I enjoyed myself. And then all the film snobs want yeah. me to watch Booksmart. Yeah. I heard a lot of things about that one. You yeah. hear about that one pretty much every time you go to Regal around us. Because uh, the director is like, hi, I'm Olivia Wilde, and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like a Coke ad. Yep. And you see those little mini... Made by students. <laughs> yeah. Coke film things, and then the movie plays. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for this week. That's all the video games and news about said video games. Lots of news. Yeah, and lots of stuff happening. Uh, Next week we have Control coming out. And I'm going to pick that up and maybe play a little bit of that before we record. Cool. Uh, Hopefully we'll get some time to finish off Wolfenstein. We'll see about that. Hoping. Uh, Anything else you got coming up? Uh, No. Um, Just kicking your ass in the draft oh yeah okay okay (laughs) and then playing some smash afterwards yeah that should be fun all right well that's going to do it for the show this week if you need to get in contact with us you can do that as always via email at playstation report podcast at gmail.com or via twitter at ps report podcast you can find me at the arctic sloth you can find tyler and his youtube channel at plugged on vids Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and turkey goblins for the win.